guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. So today I'm going to focus on something very interesting. I don't know how this came about, but first, one of my students had asked me, who are the people who follow you? And I'm like, well, I really don't know because, of course, if you look at, you know, my podcast, I can't really evaluate all the people who follow me, only the countries that follow me. And who knows who are those people and where are they from in those specific countries, right? But then I found something. I don't know how, but it came up on my YouTube and it was about African-Americans, right? It was about how African-Americans have that they have a tendency of hating on one another. When I first heard about this, I never put real thought into it, but there was a guy that I lived next door to by the name of Jojo. He was a preacher back in Las Vegas. And he said, Arsenio, you must realize something that when it comes to Mexican people, they lift each other up. You could see this in different companies, right? So we were look, we were working at the Sands Expo, one of these convention centers at like one of those bullshit ass hotels in Las Vegas. I say that with with extreme disrespect. But anyways, I was working there with him, and he was like, "Look at all the Mexicans who work there. They're lifting each other up. But when it comes to black people, they have a tendency of tearing each other down." So I'm gonna give you a prime example. And then I'm going to give you another example. So Kevin Hart, probably about three, four years ago, he came under fire from some of his fellow comedians. Um, and one was named, oh, my God, Mike Epps. Mike Epps was never really funny, but he came out on Friday. Well, what is it? The next Friday. Uh, what was it? In the year 2000. And, you know, he became very, very popular. Let's just put it that way. But he was never really funny. And he had that. He had that. I hate to really use this term, but he had that nigga in him. What does that mean? Well, that true disrespect towards another individual, that ignorance towards another individual. It could be based on creed, color, religion, whatever it may be. But ignorance is ignorance. Nigga is nigga. Okay? That's all there is to it. Do not repeat that word in public, by the way. That's not a good word to say. But anyways, I'm just trying to make a point here because he... Went on one of these breakfast club video morning shows. I didn't even know they still had them out there in America. But he went on there and he was just so jealous of Kevin Hart's success. Kevin Hart, you know what? Looking back on some of the, the first time I heard about Kevin Hart was probably early 2011. A woman who I was speaking to at the time, she sent me a video. I was like, oh my God, this guy's so funny. Who is he? Coming up on 2012 to 2013. I love this guy. He was only doing stand-up comedies. He didn't have movie roles. He didn't have anything. He built up his brand with hard work and constantly putting out content and literally like constant collaborations. So when I look at Mike Epps and seeing what and hearing what he had said about Kevin Hart on there, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, as an African American, you should be excited to see one of your other your fellow people go up. Because, again, you know, coming from what we've been through like 50 years ago and the rampant racism that's still happening all up in the government, obviously, you guys know about that, all the way down to the Midwest, to the South of America, you name it, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on top of you, on the bottom, to the right, to the left. It's all about being just consciously aware of where it's coming from, I guess you could say that. But nonetheless, I was like, this guy has an extreme jealousy. And Kevin Hart was just, he was showing empathy. He's like, I have empathy for him because for him to say those things, it sounds like pure jealousy. But as a comedian who has made at least a million dollars throughout his career, why would he be that angry? See, he could be doing the same thing 
if he just did more. That's all there is to it. So recently, I guess this was real recent. I'm not sure, but a guy named Cat Williams, I thought he was the funniest guy ever. He he came under so much fire over the last five years. We're talking drugs. Some people would say drugs. Sometimes Cat would say, no, I haven't taken drugs and this and that. Well, you got you got beat up by a 14-year-old kid. That's number one. Number two, you've been arrested on so many different occasions for possessing firearms and drugs and other things. So maybe you're not doing the drugs, but you're selling the drugs. So you're a pusher. He doesn't, he doesn't own up to his responsibility. And why am I telling you this is because he's another guy that was raining on Kevin Hart's parade. Saying, oh, you know, uh, all these uh, Hollywood. He's just blaming Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. And Kevin Hart's like, stop blaming Hollywood. You have the opportunity but you let it go. Next thing you know, you're over here, a 45-year-old man getting beat up on a video that goes viral by a 14-year-old kid playing football. You know what I mean? Like, these things and just being thrown in jail and being, you know, Hollywood's not going to touch people like you because you're a head case. So, him, he was talking about Tiffany, who came out with the movie with Kevin Hart, saying she wasn't funny. Kevin Hart's one of those ugly guys that made it in Hollywood because he kissed the white man's ass. And I'm like, oh, my God, guys, listen, America is not super like that. OK, middle America, you know, politics. OK, they're still like that. But that's just the, those are just stains. Right. I'm going to be honest. When I lived in that neighborhood back in America, back in that for years, I lived there. And I came home in my dental scrubs because, of course, I was a dental assistant at the time. Those, I'm going to say it, niggas, they gave me dirty looks. They were like, you Uncle Tom, look at you. You ain't like us. They use pretty terrible grammar. I mean, my students have much better grammar than they did. But, you know, they use slang and they use slander to try to drop my defenses in order to make me react in a specific way. See, these are niggas. I hate to really put it this way, too. But my brother's a nigga. Now, if you listen to me, okay. But then if you Google my brother and look at him playing for the, you know, doing all the drums and stuff and hearing him, you're like, Arsenio, is that really your brother? Yeah. Completely different, right? I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm just saying that he's always been my antagonist. He has always hated me because of my success. Always. Why? I don't know. But he has that same bug that a lot of African-Americans have, which then turned them into niggas. And they are, you know, just head over heels with this hate. And they don't want to give praise and give thanks and say, hey, you know what, man? I am so, I'm just inspired by your story. They don't have that. And that's why it's so sad seeing a people such as my people. Now, I'm not going to go after my, all my African, okay? We're talking sub-Saharan and non-sub-Saharan. They are unbelievably supported. So from South Africa up to the Algiers, to the east of Tunisia, over to Makaresh, down there to Gabon, over across to Andorra, up the, you know, not Andorra, uh, Angola, uh, to, you know, uh, what is it, Guinea and all these other countries. They're completely supportive of me. They don't care. They, none of them care. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, the, again, non-Sub-Saharan and Sub-Saharan Africans. The, the very, very black, which doesn't really matter. But, and then the people who look like me, who live in the Tunisias, the Algeria, and the, the Moroccos. They don't hate me. 
But as all the followers and as all my followers, man, I think I might have maybe two or three African-Americans who follow me. Why? Maybe it's because maybe the things I say or maybe I just don't sound like them because normally for all the people who follow me, okay, I got my folks, uh, man, I got, a, I got a wide range of people who follow me, but my, it's kind of like the geese, right? The geese will flock to the main person of the herd. So wherever my voice goes, my followers will go. So it's very difficult. I remember a girl had posted something on, uh, you know, the comment section back in YouTube about three, four years ago. She's like, you're a little loud. They would say the same thing for Eric Thomas. I'm like, okay, if I'm loud, go find someone else who isn't loud. That's it. If you don't like it, okay, bye. She's like, oh, this isn't Lisa Dickel. She disliked my video. Then that was it. I was like, okay, bye. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to watch my videos. You have a choice. And so, again, her being African-American, I see this primarily with them. A lot of people would say, man, how come you don't bring your people on the video? Well, I got my guy by the name of Brian A. Street. This guy is amazing. And he's doing amazing things. He's the only true, true brother that I've met in the past probably decade. You know, other than having wonderful conversations with some university students from the University of Rhode Island across to, you know, UCSB, UC, you know, University of California, Santa Barbara, all these different places. But I don't know. I can't really put it into context. But in these last 30 seconds, I want to tell you guys this. It's about being grateful and celebrating other people's successes, whether they, whatever color, creed, religion, you want to call them, whatever it is. Because if you don't and you develop that jealousy because you're like, oh, well, yeah, it's this and yeah, it's that. You're just going to live a long, hate-filled life and you're never going to be able to enjoy it. So please don't be that person over and out.